Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash My Money Health Check. Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. I think there's quite a few factors, you know, in the market that just make being a landlord and even staying a landlord not as attractive as it could be or should be. There's no denying it. it's, it's gone up a lot. Rent, um, it's gone up, say, I think on average about sort of 12% around the country. If you think a listing looks suspicious, it's worth running a reverse image search on Google to see if it appears on any estate agents' websites as well. With so much changing in 2023 for renters and landlords, this week on the podcast, we'll be taking a deep dive into renting, unpacking the reasons behind record high rent rises, new protections for renters on the horizon and the renting scams doing the rounds, as well as the need to knows for landlords this year. And for this bumper renting special, I'm joined by two brilliant witch experts. First, Joe Wright, and later on, we'll be hearing from Hannah Downs. Hello, both. Hi, Hi, Lucia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, can we start then with a general picture of what the renting landscape is looking like at the moment? In conversations on this topic, I keep hearing again and again that demand for rental properties is rising and the cost of renting keeps going up, both of course very linked. Um, but let's take demand first. There was a story making the news on this just yesterday. We're, we're recording this on Thursday and it reports that according to the BBC, the number of homes available to rent in the UK has fallen by a third over the past 18 months. Joe, this feels like a big figure to me. Are you surprised by it? And what's behind it? Yeah, definitely. You're not wrong at all. It's it's a very hefty figure. Mm. Figures from Zoopla. Um, and they say that, um, yeah, so it's a 33% decrease um, since 2021 in available rental properties. So yes, yeah, so it's a mammoth um, chunk being taken out of the market. But is it shocking? Well, as it's such a high number, then then yes, it is. But when you sort of um, pick into the bones of it, um, well, the, the the troubles which landlords are having, um, well, every landlord is struggling at the moment with a raft of changes which are coming into force, uh, high mortgage rates. So things are working against them, despite the fact that demand for renters is at an all-time high. Just a, a outsider looking in would think, well, landlords must be really must be loving it they must be taking up all this demand and and making a mint but that that isn't the case um for landlords and they're making very minimal profit or or none at all so a lot of them are making that decision to to leave the market um some of them been in it for decades and and deciding that 2023 is is the time to to bow out so yeah there it's 
is you would say it's a shocking number but um when you sort of look into why it's happening it's it's not a huge shock well before we hear more on some of the factors eating into landlords profits this year let's hear from a landlord here's tej singh for his take on the market for landlords right now you know, I think it's cyclical. I think in X many months, years, etc., it'll then be, wow, there's so many rental properties on the market and landlords are losing money because there's, you know, rents are dropping and things like that. So I think it's definitely part of a kind of bigger cycle. But I also think there are things right now, like there are all points that just make our lives harder as, as landlords. You know, there's a few different factors like to be a landlord, is it attractive? Not really. You know, all it takes is one bad tenant and the government, the council don't help you. In fact, they probably go against you and you've lost your money for a year. And then you've got to clean the house up and deal with that. You've got capital gains tax allowances being cut. You've got mortgage rates, which actually are, yeah, they have dropped a little bit, but they're still pretty high, you know? And so there's, I think there's quite a few factors, you know, in the market that just make being a landlord and even staying a landlord not as attractive as it could be or should be. Thank you to Tej there. And we'll be hearing again from him later in the show. So being a landlord then, is it becoming less attractive? Can we unpack some of those reasons in more details now, Joe? There's going to be a big change to capital gains tax coming in from next week. Can you give us a quick reminder how capital gains tax works for landlords and how much more of this tax landlords will have to pay? Yeah, so capital gains, it's a tax on the profits that you make um, when you sell an asset, um, which has itself increased in value. So a landlord, for instance, if they bought a home for a quarter of a million and then they sell it a few years down the line for 300,000, then that gain is going to be 50,000 pounds in profit. Uh, and then that is the, the gain that sh- they're going to be taxed on in April. Um, we are seeing the capital gains tax allowance be slashed from £12,300 down to 6000 so more than halved, and then leap forward another 12 months. Next April, that's going to be lowered yet again to just 3000 So that is a big chunk um, of tax-free allowance being wiped out for landlords. Um, so from 12300 then down to six, and then next year it'll be down just to three. So when they're making a profit and selling a property, more likely than not, they have to be taxed on that. So yeah, it's 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 not the best of news for landlords. So potentially heftier tax bills on the horizon. And, and of course, we've talked at length on the podcast about rising mortgage rates. And just last week, the Bank of England increased the base rate by one quarter point to 4.25%. Joe, have you already seen mortgage rates take a hit? And especially on buy-to-let mortgages, what are the top deals available like compared to the rest? The actual residential mortgages, um, so your everyday mortgages for just your normal home owner, um, haven't really been hit too hard since the base rate last uh, last week. A lot of lenders have taken sort of the market into account already, so you haven't really seen that much of an impact. But for buy to let, um, the average is well, sadly for landlords, it's higher. So the buy to let average at the moment, I think, is about five point eight percent for for mortgages. Um, and the best deals, uh, if you look at the moment, I looked this morning, best deals you can get are around sort of 3.9% um, in interest. I think that's from the Mortgage Works, which is Nationwide's arm of 
um, buy to let. So there are sub 4% deals out there for, for landlords. Some of them can range all the way up to, well, about 10%. So it's it's a it's a very sort of varying picture at the moment. And, and landlords are paying heftier mortgages um, compared to your normal home owner. And and looking at other bills landlords are facing this year, they could also be hit by a hefty one to make their rental property more energy efficient. Joe, what's changing here? And will many landlords likely have to pay out? Yeah, so this has been um, been murmuring around for, for a, a fair few years now. And it's, it's been on the mind of landlords for a long time. Some of them have been exiting, exiting the market because of it. Um, so it's all part of the government's plan to to make every home um, in the country more energy efficient, which is obviously a good thing. Um, but um, it's it's quite a struggle because uh, you've got EPC ratings, the energy performance certificates, where um, the government is set to propose that uh, every home needs to have a rating of at least C or above by 2028. Um and so homes are graded A uh, down to G um, and the majority of homes are around sort of the D bracket. So that means millions of homes need to be improved um, and have to be better energy efficiency. Uh, so landlords are going to have to make these changes. Um, it's thought to be by 2028 when all new lets will have to uh, be energy compliant. It was originally thought it was going to be in two years time in 2025 yet uh, there are rumours that the government is going to push that back to 2028 um, which would be welcome news to landlords yet they've still got to meet that deadline of 2028 otherwise well their homes will be um, won't be up to standard and they'll be fined. So with all these mounting bills, is it harder than ever for landlords to make a profit? I put this question to landlord Tej Singh. In my experience, you know, in the, in the sort of last four years or so, if I was starting now, so I didn't have any properties right now, I would say, yes, uh, it's pretty tough. Having a portfolio with, you know, a lot of equity in and, and sort of no money left in it because of how I invest it's not attractive. It's not enticing. It doesn't really want to make me purchase anymore. In fact, I'm not purchasing that many more, at least not to keep. Rents are going up, you know, in, in part due to the fact that the uh, availability of properties to rent is going down. So standard market kind of movements. So that does benefit me. You know, my mortgages are fixed. And so I haven't had any mortgage increases, but I've had fairly significant rent increases, which means actually, you know, that that's that's pretty good. So I think it really depends on your situation, your structure, so personal name or limited company, and also depends on how many properties you have, the condition they're in, how long you've had them, and and what your future is. So it is really variable, and I can speak to 10 people and get, you know, 10 different responses, but at least for me, it's not the end of the road, not by a long shot. You know, so I think the government aren't helping, and with a housing crisis, I mean, they should be doing a lot more. So rising costs for landlords mean rising costs for tenants. And is it renters then that are bearing the brunt of it? Can we first hear about the new rules coming in to protect tenants, Joe? Yes. So there's a much muted shake-up of the um, rental system um, for England, and it's set to come into force this year. Um, we still don't know yet. It's still sort of all quiet from on the government as to when they're hoping to bring these changes in. 
Um, but they're aiming to redress the balance between landlords and tenants and uh, as a result offer greater protection against eviction rules and, and rent rises for tenants. So no fault evictions due to be banned as part of this renters reform bill um, and tenants will be given more power to challenge landlords who are failing to meet their obligations. Change is going to include landlords no longer being able to issue a blanket ban on families of children or those on benefits, also pets. So uh, at the moment, landlords can, well, sort of be quite authoritative and, and stop you from having um, the pet of your choice. But the Renters Reform Bill um, set to change that. Um, and then also notice periods for rent increases at um, poised to double. The Renters Reform Bill it's, it's meant to be sort of heavily weighted towards supporting the, the tenants um, rather than the landlords. Um, it's been long awaited, it's been a long awaited coming. Um, a white paper was published in June last year, um, but we're still no closer yet to finding out when the ball's going to sort of start get moving again. But um, the government have sort of been saying that hope to get it into play this year. So, yeah, watch this space. It, it should should come to fruition in 2023. One we'll definitely have to keep an eye out for and hopefully we'll have news on this later on in, in the year, as you say. So now then, how much has rent gone up in recent months? Are some areas feeling the squeeze more? It's gone up, say, I think on average about sort of 12% around the country. Different sort of Zoopla right move, they'll sort of report slightly different margins, but the sort of the general consensus is around sort of a 10%, 12% mark in the last 12 months. That's a, that is a lot. So yeah, region-wise, no surprising. Um, no surprises in where the rent's gone up the most. It's it's London. Um, about 15% has gone up in the last in the last year or so. Then followed by southeast, the sort of the usual regions you'd expect as you head further north. The rent hikes are not as big, but they're still about seven, eight percent. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot of money and equates to well, thousands of pounds extra a year for for tenants. Sadly, the figures do really vary quite wildly depending on the area. But that said, there are now measures in place in Scotland to help limit these rises, aren't there? Yes, yeah. Scottish tenants have benefited in the last few months or so from um, a rent freeze. Um, so landlords have been unable to to increase um, their fees. But from April, so from as of now this year, there's going to be a, a rent cap of 3%. So landlords will be able to increase their fees by uh, a maximum of 3%. Uh, so it's trying to sort of um, help out both parties so the landlords can go up a little bit because they haven't been able to move for the last few months and tenants 3% it's it's not a great deal it's it's still a rise Um, but um, yeah so 3% in Scotland as of now really. So quite good news then for for renters renters in Scotland. Now, I think this would be a good time to bring in Hannah because, Hannah, I know you've been investigating an increasing problem in the rental sector with fraudsters looking to capitalise on the current situation that that we've been hearing about today. So can you tell us more about what you set out to investigate and how you went about it? Yes, sure. So I actually um, was looking for a new place to rent last year and um, I was on spare room Mm. and um, came across two scams within the space of about a week. Um, and they were both uh, really convincing scams and they were kind of clearly trying to capitalise on 
how desperate people are to find somewhere at the moment. Um, so yeah, it prompted me to look into how widespread um, rental scams are and um, what platforms are doing to kind of combat fraudulent listings. So if you're looking to rent and you're heading to sites like Gumtree, Spare Room, Facebook, the first two actually I used a lot when I was renting, um, what kinds of scams are you likely to be faced with? So one of the scams we came across um, actually asked you to pay a refundable security deposit before even viewing the property. Um, and this is actually illegal under the Tenant Fees Act. And then the second scam that we came across um, was a bit more sophisticated. It's called a fake Airbnb scam uh, on spare room. Um, basically, the, the fraudulent spare room user will ask you to rent the property out through Airbnb. They'll then send you a fake link, which looks like the Airbnb website, but it's not. Uh, and on this fake link, um, you will be asked to transfer money to secure the property. So interestingly, with both of these scams, um, they actually both took place on WhatsApp. Um, so it's interesting that that kind of scammers on Spare Room are trying to get people off the app and onto WhatsApp. My experience with Spare Room, when I came across the, the two scams last year, they um, kind of sent around an email um, telling you that they were investigating um, the fraudulent user so um, they kind of warned you not to get in touch with them again and, and, you know, not to transfer money or to go to the viewing or whatever. And then they followed up um, once that investigation um, was over to kind of confirm that they couldn't verify the user. And um, so that was my experience with Spare Room. Um, and yeah, Spare Room and Gumtree said that they will block users if they find out, if they find they can't verify them. Uh, and can we end with some advice then from you both? Joe? we'll talk renters' rights in a moment, but Hannah, first, what top tips can you leave us with to make sure that anyone listening to this doesn't end up falling victim themselves, especially given we've heard so many people maybe now desperately trying to find somewhere to rent due to lack of availability? Yeah, so I think the first tip is to to not ever transfer money or share your bank, de- bank details or if you be pressured into making a decision. These can all be telltale signs of a scam. Um, two of the scams that we saw um, stole images from legitimate listings on estate agents' websites. So if um, if you think a listing looks suspicious, it's worth um, running a reverse image search on Google to see um, if it appears on any estate agents' websites as well. You can use Rent Profile, which is a service set up to protect tenants um, from uh, fraudsters posing as landlords. And finally then, back to Joe. Um, can you talk us through some of your rights when you're renting? Maybe a crucial bit of advice here is what renters can do if they're facing a rent rise that they don't think is fair and want to challenge. It depends um, really on, on which type of tenancy um, you have. Um, and, and it also varies. Um, renting law varies depending in which country in the UK you're in. Um, but if, if we just look solely at England um, for the time being, um, if you can either be on a fixed term contract or a periodic tenancy, um, which is also known as a rolling uh, tenancy. Um, so say if you're on a fixed term, then it's probably usually going to be either for six months or 12 months. Um, and in that time, uh, your landlord um, can't put up your rent, basically, and, until your fixed term comes to an end. Um, and then you'll sign a new tenancy contract um so in that fixed term the landlords shouldn't really try to to up your rent if they do then dig out your contract have a look at what the terms are um there could be a rent review clause in there um which is well a little loophole which will allow them to do what they're proposing um so yeah it's 
see if there's a rent review clause, then sadly the rent hike might be justified. Um, but they've got to give you uh, at least one month's notice. Um, if the fixed term is for a year, then the landlord's got to give you six months notice. Uh, so a notice is a crucial point as well, which some landlords try to flout um, and just sort of pull it upon you straight away. And then you think, right, I've, I've, I need to pay. I need to pay this up to rent right away. But no, they they need to give you some notice. Um, and then if you're on a periodic tenancy, um, so that uh, means that you're sort of on a rolling rent, sort of you pay weekly or monthly, there's no sort of fixed end date, um, then the landlord's got to, again, give you notice. Um, and they can usually put up rent once a year. Uh, so they can't go doing it three times a year um, and then you're priced out of oblivion and you, you can't you can't pay uh so once every 12 months the rent can go up um any rise it's got to be fair and realistic sort of in line with what's going on in your local area can't suddenly charge you uh two grand a month and you're currently paying 700 pounds um so yeah if you're a tenant just make sure you know your contract you know you've, you've got a copy you know it's sort of you know the little details inside out. You know what your landlords can and can't do. Um, if there are any discrepancies in what's happening, then make sure definitely you challenge you challenge your landlord um, and you negotiate a price because they might want to keep you, um, even if they uh, suggest a price and and you can't pay it. You might be able to meet in the middle um, and come to an agreement. So yeah, just keep on your toes and and. Don't let your landlord push you around. Um, a majority of them, very good, do everything by the book. But obviously, as we see in news stories, there are some landlords out there who, who try to take advantage. Um, so yeah, definitely make sure you know your tenancy rights. A huge thank you to Hannah and Joe for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please do hit subscribe to make sure you catch us again next week. For more money news and advice, find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. And we also have a free money newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every Monday. To sign up, visit witch.co.uk forward slash money newsletter. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was written by me, Lucia Ariano, produced by me and Rob Lilly, and edited by Rob with additional support from Grace Witherden and Matthew Jenkins.